Welcome to What's Good Under the Hood. My girl wants to party all the time, party all the time. And if I happen to, I was, and if I do happen to bust out in that song or in the podcast randomly today, it's Rob Sanders' fault. We're going to bust out in happy birthday since your birthday's coming up. Yeah. We're not singing to that old bastard. <laughs> Dirty old bastard. Dirty. Yeah. Monday the 16th, I turn 42. <laughs> you don't look a day over 70. 25 years ago. You're about right. 57 on Monday the 16th. Anyway, from Fox Sports Radio 1400, Rob Sanders, ladies and gentlemen. And to his right on your screen, I think it's to the right on the screen, owner of Mazda of Columbia, Greg Hood. What is good under the hood is the name of the podcast to play on your last name. Most of Columbia. What's good under the hood, bro? Me. I just get silence from him today. Man, I'm good. It's going to be a long damn podcast. I'm good. Yeah, it'll be a, a silence. That'll, that'll yeah. help. Uh, that'll yeah, that's going to help, folks. And by the way, uh, like, subscribe, and share the show, even though we may have moments of pregnant pauses that we cannot, uh, We're not we cannot explain. But I would like it also if you'd leave comments. If you got something to say, say it. Yeah. If I'm... Wrong I think or, that would be awesome. If I'm wrong or right or uh, and, and th- let me let me put this out there too. You mentioned that there are folks. Uh, John from the gym listens, and uh, Richard in North Carolina listens, and they both message me about stuff that we talk about on here. Here's a thought: you can actually comment there. Well, maybe they're listening and, on the uh, on the one of the other like iHeart or Spotify instead of watching because it's YouTube. But if you're on YouTube, well, I, either leave it. way. Uh, are you going to do, a, are you going to do your whisper? Or are you going to do your Biden? Is that your Biden impression? Yeah, that, well, no, whisper? it was, it was just more along the lines of, uh, I changed my tone a little bit. So maybe these guys can stop sending me questions and, and they can just comment off. there. Yep. He and does he, get very irritable when you send him any uh, texts or emails. Good. That's, that's completely not true. Don't mess with telling some, some, uh, rumor and innuendo. It's just your emails and texts. If Andy calls me, it's like, oh. Okay, I have to make a comment for everybody about iHeart radio stations. This is terrific. I got my French vanilla coffee over here, which I happen to like. Um, I get a bottle of water when I come in here when I'm greeted. Uh, Everybody's so gracious. And then I went in to get my coffee, and I looked over, and they have glasses wipes. that in. I mean, that's that's high-tech right there. The whole box of glasses wipes. I took them all. Yeah. (laughs) I I, I came in and cleaned my glasses. Man. I got up my game at work. We have lots of ibuprofen and other drugs I, in there I too. I sent you a text about uh, the young lady that greeted me at the door the other day when I stopped by, and she's like, "Oh, we have the same bracelet." I'm like, "Who is this fine individual talking to me? Like she knows me, like uh, she's my sister." It was great. You said she was your sister. Yeah, she's right. great though. <laughs> you should offer glasses wipes at your dealership at Moss of Columbia too. Here, have a glasses wipe. Well, you don't need one at that brand spanking new facility there. Everything's Man. laser cut clean. We're, getting, that. we're getting close. It, it, it's, uh, by the way, so uh, Rob and I discussed it. We're doing the uh, walkthrough on Wednesday, meaning you, Rob, myself, and Brody. So Are we take, We're taking Miss Mo too, right? She wants to go. I'd love to have her come. Wednesday, she has to go. Like Wednesday of next week? Yeah. I want to come to it. You're, you are. You okay, I was about to say I was left off. out. It's like, what the hell? Yeah, you are. That'll be fun. So we'll do that and walk right. through it because – I mean, they're putting the tile in today in the floor. Um, it's kind of just all rushing together at the same time. Um, and, you know, the subs are all stepping on each other, trying to get their stuff done. And that's it's subcontractors. Got, it's got to be a little nerve wracking. <clears throat> so, well, I mean, you've basically uh, rebuilt the entire thing. It's going to be cool. Yeah. 
Do I have enough volume coming through here? Because it's not, yeah, not, it's interesting in my ears. So it be anyway, yeah. you're interesting regardless. You Thank sound, you very you much. Sound fine, sir. Yeah. All right. So let me say this: is that I'm not usually Mr. Show Prep. Um, I, you know, you'll send me out some stuff to make me think about it a little bit, and I normally can come flying off the cuff and throw a bunch of junk out there. But you actually made me work this week. Well, that that is, uh, it's good that you're actually putting uh, putting a little bit of effort into the podcast. I mean, you've put more than Andy Woods. Has. Well, it's always effort, it's and always it's always effort. more than Andy Woods, so that's <laughs> that's fair. But the one big thing I wanted to talk about this week, and the Fed basically came out and said, "Hey, we're going to increase interest rates by uh, a half a percent." And I thought, how is inflation going to affect your ability to buy a car? Well, so. I'm going to go a different, I'm going to go the same direction, but a different direction because you made me think about it in a different way. And I was thinking, how does, how does this inflation, excuse me, inflation affect us? And I, I forgot about a part of it. You know, you can see out there, uh, like Toyota had a record quarter. Um, some of the other manufacturers are doing pretty good. I think GM stumbled this, uh, this last go round, but one of the reasons using Toyota as an example is they're selling everything they can get, which is terrific. Um, but also they're not having to incentivize cars to sell them. So they're not throwing 3000 rebate. I mean, if you amortize, you know, even a thousand bucks on a thousand dollars a car over the millions of cars that Toyota sells, that's a significant amount of money. So they're able to retain that in terms of profit. But the one area that I did not anticipate, or I wasn't thinking about was the supplier part. And we are about to have a problem because suppliers do contract stuff. And one of the things that um, even noted um, that the cars are not coming out of uh, Dixiana over there like they're supposed to be because, and I heard rumor of it, I can't confirm it other than the fact that I saw a bunch of trucks sitting this morning when I was on my way to work when that lot is usually empty. Um, the fuel or the prices for delivering cars to us from the rail yards or from the ports um, was a contract. Well, now, I mean, I saw a diesel at five sixty-five yesterday. When that contract was made, it was probably three dollars and ten cents. Right. And so, in theory, it might be costing the trucking company money. They got to re renegotiate. So that may be a slowdown in uh, some of us getting the cars we're supposed to get. Um, but when I can see twenty, because as I drive by that yard over there on three twenty-one, the rail yard. Then you've also got up the street just a little bit. You've got a, a, a fenced in area where there's a bunch of car hauler trucks. There's probably 25 of them sitting this morning. There were a couple that had cars on them, but I'm not sure what's going on there. But anyway, back to the supplier thing. So manufacturers squeeze suppliers really hard anyway. I mean, that's it. They're, that's one of the areas that they can kind of clamp it down and make contractual agreements uh, with the supplier. Well, when car sales come to a grinding halt or they slow down and then inflation happens, so now the cost of producing goods uh, goes up, those suppliers are getting squeezed big time. They're not making money. As a matter of fact, um, I read as I was doing this um, that they are being, um, I, for lack of a better term, bailed out by the manufacturers. I know Stellantis is doing, and for those people who don't know what Stellantis is, it's it was formerly Fiat Chrysler, so it's right. Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, um, Alpha, Maserati, whatever. But um, it is now called Slantis. But they are actually helping to keep these suppliers propped up because if they can't make it, they're going to have a big problem. So I don't often read on here because I can't read. But I, 
I read something I wanted to share because wait, I thought- wait, 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 wait. We have someone here who is an absolute uh, astounding talent as far as the ability to read and articulate. Maybe we should lean on that. Is it something? No, that I can read. Cut- <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Andy, I was trying to make you Thank relevant, you. but Thank not you. happening. Here, read, read, yeah. uh, read this part in Andy Wood's best. Yeah, voice. I want. By I the way, some- our commercial the other day was fantastic because at the end we went, "Oh yeah, oh yeah," and we said it together. Oh yeah. So let's do one, two, three. Oh yeah. And it went through it and our our voices blended pretty damn well. All right. So we're going to have the reader read it. It's the, it's, you can't read it. Do you need my glasses? There's no more light on here. Hold on. Old people can't read unless there's lots of light. Hold on. Just the printed portion. Andy's got that app on his phone where it blows everything up. No, I just got the flashlight on. If you're, if you're making a little part and it's 10 bucks and your labor goes up 20%, and inflation goes up 8%, all of a sudden you go making a little profit, maybe 10%, to losing 10%, Sharky said. You're literally tapping money to the box every time you make a part. Taping or tapping? Well, it's actually tapping like a tap. You're pouring it in. Okay, you're literally tapping money into the box. So I should have been the reader. Every time you make a part. I I, I forgot old old Mississippi needs some time. (laughs) So you have no choice but to run to your customer and say, i got to have a price increase. Sharky said automakers are coming to the table, albeit, I got that word right, check it, albeit through gritted teeth and under protest. But most are offering lump sum, get well injections of cash rather than structural increases. Some automobile makers are threatening to withhold future contract awards to suppliers asking for increases. By the I way, get about a 60 on that. Well, yeah, yeah. he is, uh, he, he sounds wonderful. We just have to prep him. Yeah, you have a great voice. <laughs> I, have to, I have to read it first. <laughs> but think about what he just said. He said that, so they're giving him a cash infusion, right? But they're threatening them on their future contracts that are happening. So here's what's happening. So, up in this will affect our area up in uh greenville uh greer spartanburg all up in that area you know you've got michelin and more importantly you got bmw and then we talked about you've got other truck manufacturers and things that are up in that area those are suppliers that surround that whole area and they are greatly impacting their profits so you know there's the old saying uh Pigs get everything hogs get nothing and if the manufacturers are not spread sharing the wealth a little bit downstream they're pretty foolish because one day they're going to wake up and they're not going to be there. And so all of a sudden you need 40,000 taillights and uh, the company is taillights. They're on their way. So, you know, that's just one area that's impacting us. Go back to the interest rate uh, conversation. You know, when, when the fed marks up something, a half a point, um, banks work off a yield. So all they're doing is doing what we do. We pay something for our, car and then we mark it up and we resell it or our parts or whatever we're doing. Well, the banks do the same thing. So I'm roundabout and I'm kind of halfway guessing, but I don't know the exact kind of formula to it. And I think every lender is different, but if, if the fed raises at half a percent, the bank raises at about a percent because they're going to mark that money up. So, you know, all of a sudden we're seeing rates climbing again and they start making a significant difference. They're eating into uh, customers ability to buy a car that they want. They may have to rethink what it is that they're getting. They may not be able to get one at all. I mean, if it moves and they're talking about multiple um, in, uh, interest rate increases this year still to come, you know, if they raise about another 3% and all of a sudden we're then, if they do, let's say it's 2%, 
So if you double that, that's four. So all of a sudden now you got auto loan rates for great credit at seven and you got bad credit at 28, which is always kind of where it is. Who the hell signs a 28 point? Uh, people would have to. People that earn that. There's a reason behind it. It's not because they woke up one day and I mean, there, uh, granted, there's people that have things go haywire in their life. I've had things go haywire, but I'm talking about, you know, the uh, 390 score. You got to work at that. Yeah, you so, have, that's intentional almost. Oh, you, I mean, you got to practice every yeah. day. Who am I going to take advantage of today? <laughs> and I'm, you know, they, they, they don't even pay attention. So, but the point is, is that, you know, that translates all, all of a sudden into unaffordability. It changes the whole landscape, you know? So these people now, the government's pushing everybody toward the $60,000 plus EV. Um, they can't afford it. You put three or 4% interest on top of what they're paying currently for them. You can't afford them. And it doesn't matter whether you're leasing or purchasing. There's a money factor, which equals into an APR um, and they're lending money on it. And then what will have, then, then will happen is the market checks up a little bit. If it does, then the manufacturers will have to go back into subvention and the wheel goes around and pretty soon uh, everybody's crippled by it. So I'm not really excited about what's going on. Um, I'm hopeful, but um, hope, I don't know what that does. Well, with with the rise in interest rates there, uh, how could you give us an idea of like what what an extra point would cost? Well, no, because I was going to do that before we walked in here and I forgot. But oh, okay. um, you can get on an amortization table and you can punch in the numbers of the difference of the two. But it becomes uh, I will tell you this. It becomes substantial. I think I saw something on if somebody bought a one hundred fifty thousand dollar home. And it went up one percent. Um, I think it was like 50 something dollars a month, but that's a loan that's amortized out over, you know, uh, 30 years. 30 years, Yeah. Yeah. You do it in, it may be a point, maybe 20 bucks. I don't, uh, a month, I don't know, but, um, I, but I a would, shorter term. I note, wish it, yeah. Like shorter term, yeah. But, and then there, the other thing is, is then the next part happens if the rate goes up, the term goes longer. So we're seeing people doing a lot of 72 months, which, um, there, I, there was a study by Ally Financial that their risk was no different at at, uh, at 72 than it was at 60 because at, by the time you get to the end of five years uh, to the sixth year on the car, you're, you're in an equity position on the car instead of a negative equity position. You, you've paid it pretty far down. So their losses aren't um, that great and you're not planted in the car. So it's not really crushing the consumer either. If it's not going to hurt the bank, it's not going to hurt the consumer. You know, the car's worth what the car's worth. So um, it's you know, the first couple of years of it, it is where it can be a little bit tough on them. That's when you're going to be more leaning toward the upside downness because you paid down less of that principle. Is it a combination of things with with COVID and, and, and everything else? And it, it is going to get better. <laughs> I, I'm <laughs> asking made him laugh. I'm asking because I, I really <laughs> want to know. You're supposed to be my beacon of light, sir. Uh, yeah. And you're not supposed to be a truck. No, it's going to get better. I don't know if I believe your sincerity in that. No, at Red some Hood. point it has to get better, right? Well, it does. When? I can't answer. Well, I was saying the same thing about the stock market. Eventually we have to see green again. We're not, we're not seeing it today. Hey, I stepped out of my office. You know, my entire inventory of new cars is right outside my office door on the showroom. Yeah. I saw all three of them. Oof. Well, the good news is that one arrived. We had four red CX-5, so we... Do customer, you hey, you want red, red, uh, the red, or do you want the red color? <laughs> the red. So now we're down to two red CX-5s and a black CX-9, 
And then supposedly we have a couple cars coming today, but you know, when I, when I got three cars, it, it is just, it makes your stomach turn there. I mean, what do you do with that? And, and they'll be gone. I mean, by the time we hit Saturday, I mean, they'll be all be gone. And the ones, the five that are coming in, I think today or tomorrow, I think three of them already, uh, we got deposits on. So my, my inventory may increase by two and then we'll sell a couple more cars and then we won't have any. It's, it's very frustrating. When will it get better? I don't know. You know, there's still monkey business going on over in China with the COVID thing. They are not handling that well at all. Um, I did hear, interesting, um, that uh, Ukraine is kind of back up to pre-war levels on their wiring harnesses. And this is the that. great part of that. Awesome. They're doing them in bomb shelters. <laughs> now, that I thought was amazing because These, they're resilient they're, people. Tough as hell. They are killing it. So they're underneath, no pun intended. <laughs> my my favorite was the lady that was uh, telling the guy, uh, giving him giving him sunflower seeds and putting him in his pocket because he's going to die here. Mm -hmm. So she told him, you're going to die here, and that way you'll be a plant. Yeah, so they're, they, they have found a way to keep that open. So if they're back, you know, because that was, I mean, they make wiring harnesses for cars, and that it really, I think it affected BMW uh, more than anybody. Um, what those came out of, but it doesn't matter. It, it has an effect on everybody because then you've got everybody sourcing to try and get different stuff. And there's a competitive level in that. But I, I thought it was absolutely fascinating um, that, that, that uh, has That's changed. work ethic. Aren't the Chinese like a proud bunch and they should be like, Hey, look, these people are dealing with bombs and they still get their stuff out. You need to produce some chips. They've got, they're locking people in their houses, oh, welding their yeah. doors. I'm shut. just saying, you know, you'd think that a little pride would come in there. They're 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 producing during the middle of a war. Let's go get your stuff together. I don't I don't know the all abouts of what's going on with that at this point. I mean we've we've had plenty of time to start getting in front of it, and I gave all the reasons for why it was a problem. But and and you can't you know you can't buy time. I mean it takes time to get. There are companies. Samsung I think is one of them that's ramping up here in the United States, and it's good for us. I mean we're when we can be a little more. Uh, independent and uh, not be so dependent upon everybody else to make sure that we can uh, make it. I think that's a pretty good move, but you're a couple years out from having, you know, a plant that's 850,000 square feet or whatever built with clean rooms and all kinds of stuff. So we'll see what happens. I it's going to get better. I'm going to say, yes, it's going to get better. Thank you. Thank yes. You. It's going to get better. I mean, when, when you say that you say, yes, it's going to get better. <laughs> I'm just yes. Oh God, it ain't gonna get better. No, it'll get better. <laughs> it, we it, we just we've just to get better. It does, and I you know listen. I mean, I seeing diesel at five sixty five a gallon, and I watched. I mean, I saw yesterday between yesterday and the day before the little gas station in my town as a rolling out. They went up nine cents overnight. That's a lot. That's a lot. We are at the highest gas prices ever. Ever. We yeah. we keep it, it was up three cents from yesterday to today. Yeah, we're we're I know we're not relational to what the value of a dollar is, I realize. And I think that's why we're not melting down under it. I think it's putting a lot of pressure. You know, if you went back to two thousand eight, you know, it was two thousand five, <laughs> two thousand six when gas prices were poking up in California, they were hitting five bucks a gallon. And but back then a dollar didn't go quite as far. Now it definitely doesn't. I, I know my buddy owns a trucking company and uh, he's, you know, the, the contracts he signed to haul logs and sod and everything else. I mean, he, he's having to go in and redo them simply because, as you were saying, diesel was three fifty a gallon or whatever it was. And now it's over five bucks a gallon. So I mean, what is really funny is I haven't I'm sorry to interrupt you, Rob, yeah, but I 
what's funny is I, hey, in this last go round of um, price increases of fuel, um, it was I think it was pre-Trump. We were seeing um, fuel surcharges on everything. I'm not seeing it quite as much yet, but it's got to be coming. Amazon so, said they were going to do it. Well, they don't have enough. Actually, I don't think they made money last quarter. No, they're 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 not doing as well as they were. Well, but they they, they it, was, it was kind of a bubble though because everybody was at their house. Well, yeah, they're back. Everybody down was to, kind of locked down. So. Yeah, they're back down to pre-pandemic. I levels. watched I watched something <laughs> last night on um on YouTube that was kind of shocking it was a uh, it was by waste management it was some guy standing up talking about you know the environment the world and what's going on and who the powers are and everybody's talking about it's going to be china but i didn't realize china made a serious serious blunder when they limited their children even though they got a billion people you real or however they get a billion point three they are an older population than we are that's a problem because if you don't have people coming in, the, the millennials are actually pretty good for us because they actually are consumers. And, you know, they're buying things that, that we can produce and need to. But China is facing a different problem than I even thought about just because of the age of the population. Because as they get older, they acquire wealth. They don't spend wealth. They do the same thing we do. So they're not keeping their wheel going around. And that is in a lot of countries uh, it's very, very similar because now that everybody's going from third world to first world, um, they live their lives differently and they don't, you know, produce as many children and do things different. So there's a lot of nuts and bolts that go into everything out there in this world. Be proud like the Ukrainians. That's what I say. Make make those wiring harnesses in the bomb shelter. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that's terrific. I will say this is that I'm, I am not excited about you know, the exchange of dollars between our countries because they're going in somebody else's, uh, in somebody else's pocket. They shouldn't be, you know, I said it before, I said, they're going to send over $35 billion and $7 of it will make it to the war zone. So, you know, I'm just very disgusted by all that. Anyway, we will end on that disgusting note. I'm disgusted, but everything will get good. I promise you. Please like subscribe and share and leave comments, please. It's what's good on the hood. Greg Hood of Mazda Columbia, Rob Sanders, Fox Sports Radio 1400. It's written on the wall behind I know, that's what I'm reading. Andy Woods from 97.5 WCOS. Thanks for hanging out. Andy the reader. Not a very good one, but (laughs) I'm getting better. That was a tough one to read. I will give you that. It was dark, too. What's good under the hood? Greg Hood. Rob Sanders and me, Andy Woods. Thanks for listening and or watching. Once again, if you're only listening, you can check it out on the Mazda of Columbia YouTube channel.